You're listening to the Football Revolution. Welcome to the Football Revolution. I'm your host, Gio. Thanks for joining us. Hope everyone had a great Christmas and New Year. Welcome to 2022 and to also my co-host, VIG. How was the festive season, mate? Howdy. Very good. Can't, well, we can't complain. You can't complain. Or maybe I can. <laughs> do, we, do we want to go there? Yeah, I do want to go there. All right. So first wedding anniversary uh, last night. Take the uh, beautiful wife out for dinner. Uh, go down to, do I name the restaurant? Uh, no. We don't name it. No, we don't. I'll go down it. to a, a nice establishment on uh, Woolloomooloo Wharf. <laughs> uh, quite pricey, and let's just say more than disappointed with the with the food. Mate. Service was great, but food not so good. They obviously didn't realise they had two stars in their in their, in their uh, mist, and uh, not to mention a, a pregnant uh, star at that. But uh, look, we'll give them a chance to redeem themselves. I'm going to reach out to them and tell them that uh, the Gershbacks were very unimpressed with the service and the food that they received on their anniversary, and see if they can uh, redeem themselves and, and make it up to you. Only way is if they want to sponsor the show. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll I'll put that option to them as well. But uh, look, other than that, everything else good. Yeah, very good, very good. 2022 is upon us. Uh, look, as I've said to a few people now, 2021, the bar was so low, it can't get any worse, right? It's like uh, having a limbo stick that's uh, eight metres high. Uh, do we it's agree that 2021 was lower than 2020? Is that uh, Have we gone down? I think so. I, I think, I think uh, right. we've, we've, we, we, look, we, we finally got our heads around COVID. Now we're starting to get different strains of it. We've now started hearing... Uh, you know, Michael Jordan stats for daily COVID cases and uh, or, or probably career goals for Messi or assists for Messi. So, yeah, look, I think uh, it's it's been tough for everyone. But, look, let's hope that uh, 2022, it started uh, rough, but uh, let's hope that we can ride it out. And uh, by, if not by the end of January, by, I don't know, m- maybe by Valentine's, we're uh, back on track and uh, we've, we've rid ourselves of this uh, horrible curse. Let's hope so. So COVID has caused havoc, postponing all but one of the fixtures, but there is a silver lining. The players, coaching staff and, and all the pl- people associated with these clubs finally get a proper Christmas. Now, I know it wasn't planned, uh, but they get a proper Christmas and a new year. So it would have been unusual, but a nice change for them. It would have been. You know, mo- most teams, I know the Wanderers play on New Year's Day every year. So that means, you know, a quiet night for the players the night before. Um, their game was, was cancelled, you know, prior to that. So... I'm guessing they probably had a, a nice uh, New Year's Eve uh, with their friends and family or, or maybe together as a group. Um, so, you know, it, it is good for the players to be able to uh, relax a little bit and enjoy time with family and uh, friends. I'm hoping they smash some extra potatoes, pavlova and a few sneaky beers. So usually you're probably reporting into the coach maybe a day later or a day, day and a half later. They've probably got at least three or four days off so they're able, able to play up a little bit and I think they deserve it. You know, it's family time, it's festive season – they're usually on a tight schedule, but uh, this time, thanks to COVID, and I think some of them games were called off early, so it's not like you were blindsided in the last minute and you'd prepared for the game. I think they'd give, been given a, a bit of pre-warning. Notice. Yeah, so I think they were able to work out how they can get up to a little bit of trouble and uh, and probably uh, loosen the belt a little bit, which is not usual for them. Yeah. So moving into some sort of football, FFA Cup, victory rested a stack of stars and needed a goal from sub William Wilson in extra time to dump a brave Scott McDonald coached uh, Gold Coast uh, Knights out of the competition. Yeah, not not a bad game actually. Gold Coast uh, Knights put on a good performance, um, but yeah, Scott, like you said, Scotty McDonald coached, but also subbed himself on in the second half. 
was thinking, you know, hang on a sec. Someone's got to come on here and score the winner. Here's a point to prove, though. He left... Look, he left the A-League not on his own terms, from what I can gather. He left... It was that, that hilarious thing at Brisbane where they said he was leaving and he had, hadn't had a falling out with the coach, but then all of a sudden he didn't want to thank the coach when he left and went to the Wanderers. Wanderers was a bit of a last-minute cameo sort of thing and they didn't really need any strikers they had 15 of them already so um yeah look he didn't go out the way he wanted but i think i think he's running a coaching academy up in queensland so this is a good opportunity for him to show that he's still got it i think he's got boys that play football as well so look uh, his team put in a brave performance but uh, unfortunately uh, for them against a, a victory side that at the moment has some good young guys coming through i think not only did they play some of their better young talent, but they also had the likes of Broxham. You know, if you've got that that luxury of playing uh, a guy who's played as many games as he has, uh, playing in the FFA Cup uh, team, you give yourself a big chance of winning. Yeah, definitely. Look, it goes to show that you you need depth in your, in your squad, um, especially with these cup competitions. And it's good to see the youngsters coming on and, and performing. I thought all the young boys that, that play for victory did a really good job. So, yeah, next up for the victory is Adelaide on Wednesday. City also play the Phoenix on Wednesday. Uh, and Sydney versus the Raw is where's Wally? Who knows when they're playing? I don't think they think they've put well, the postponed. The Raw only played four games, I think. So <laughs> They've just who, put a postponed stamp on it with no return to sender, no future date, no future anything. Where are, where are the Brisbane Raw players? Do we know? Are they, have they been cited anywhere? I'm not sure. I think uh, when we, we have our new segment a little bit later on, we'll realise why they're in hiding. But uh, <laughs> player escape room, we welcome former Republic of Ireland Premier League and A-League star Simon Cox. Come Coxie. on, Coxie. Yeah, yeah. so he, uh, we have a great time chatting with him in the player escape room. Uh, we have uh, been very busy already in uh, the transfer window in the new year, signing a new segment, BIG Statsman, which will be up a little bit later. This will get you a chance to uh, show us how fantastic Come you are. Come on, Dion. I already know this, but I think this will just give the listeners a chance to show how damn good you are and how much football knowledge you have. Look, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I know. Don't worry about that. And uh, only one A-League fi- fixture sitting on the wall after all the others have fortunately had to fall. So it's hard for me to do my rhymes and my raps when there's only one game, but uh, I can say Adelaide start the new season with a pop, but sadly the Phoenix continue to drop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's good. That is good. I, that is good. We we asked for more football and we got less somehow. So I, I we don't, did ask I don't for know. more. We I did, don't know, didn't we? We just wanted more more than three games and we got one. So maybe we haven't been naughty or nice. Maybe Santa just left yeah. us out altogether. Just forgot about us. <laughs> you got a crap dinner and you got no games. So I don't think we, either of us got what we wanted. Yeah, well, I think Danielle got half of what she wanted because. Uh, <laughs> Let's just leave it there. We'll leave it there. <laughs> so Revolution Roundup this week is just rounding up one. So it's just like chasing, I don't know, one horse, one goat, one chicken in the uh, in the farm. So there was only one game. There was too many games cancelled to mention, so easier to talk about the one that wasn't. Uh, Saturday 1st of Jan, New Year's Day, Adelaide for Phoenix nil. Adelaide way too good for the struggling Wellington. Yeah, I think it was just one game too many for Wellington. <laughs> um, it probably was. Look, in saying that though, that's Adelaide's uh, first win of the season, so I was a little surprised when I when I saw that. Um, but Craig Goodwin, man of the match performance from him, two 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 goals, two penalties. Should have had a, th- a third, um, the first one, which was awarded to Black Blackwood. But what you're, you're saying that that's not an assist. Are you saying that's yeah, look, Blackwood back to his old ways, opening the scoring, uh, which wasn't pretty, but you'll take them, you know. When you're a striker and the ball deflects, doesn't matter if it comes off your knee, your, your shin, your, you know. The sooner you start your o- open your account, the more confidence you get and the easier it is to get more goals. So, look, he'll, he'll take that. Um, my, my thing is good goals, good start, good win. 
Isn't that pretty much, pretty much Adelaide it. summed very, up in, very good. <laughs> in a thing? It's, it's like it's pretty easy for these puns when you have a player who's not only great, but he dominates and his name good is good win. So, yep. yeah, look, I, I think um, yeah, there was lots to like for, for Adelaide. I think uh, in the 31st minute, Stephen Hall replaced Delianov to become the youngest ever A-League keeper at 16 years, 350 days, which is making me feel bloody old. It's Probably makes impressive. you feel, makes makes me you feel, feel old. old. That's, yes, and, and, almost double the age. So. And he kept a clean sheet to boot. Um the funny part that I really enjoyed was on the uh, on, on the website. It wasn't the A League official one, but uh, over Hyundai uh, is what is it? Zuzu A League. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I, it was on one of the other sites. They had him as number fifty with no name on the website. So so he's he's a last minute ring in pretty much. I think he's their fourth or fifth choice keeper. I, I don't know, but he's he's um, number fifty. They had no name. Um, but look, after that performance, we'll know your name soon enough. Stephen Hall, congratulations, mate. Oh yeah, well great, done. Great debut. Um, Bad news probably, though, for Adelaide. Um, I don't think you're going to be able to play every week and keep a clean sheet with a kid that young. Maybe I'm wrong, but they do need Delinov back. Um, the other thing that I thought was quite interesting was that uh, when Hall came on, the combined age of the keepers was 35 only. That so, makes me feel young. Yeah, Alex Paulson is... Oh, old, sorry. Is, yeah, Alex Paulson or uh, the... Um, for the Wellington. Wellington yeah. filling in for the injured uh, sale uh, is only 19. So I think most keepers start hitting their peak at 35. You can have both these guys for 35. Mate, I think Wellington <laughs> Wellington could do with both of them in goals. <laughs> <laughs> I think so too. I think uh, that, uh, look, they are really under the pump at the moment. But look, before we start to lay the boot into the Phoenix, they had six players under 23 years of age and another at 24. So seven of your 11 players are under 24 years of age. And even the players that were over, we're talking Soterio, I think 26 or 27, uh, you know. So um, look, it's, 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 it's good things coming out of Wellington when you look at it from that point of view, but when you look at their results at the moment, uh, when you look at the table. So Phoenix, look, I'll put look, this that, that, that's a That's a young squad, so 23-24. But if you're playing in Europe at the age of, you know, when you're 23-24, you've probably paid, you know, 100 first-grade appearances. So yeah, not having, here, we start not having a second across. division here is, you know, it's compromising, you know, when, when players do get the opportunity to play – and you're saying 23, 24 is young, like they, they should have, you know, maybe say 30, 40 fixtures, professional, you know, uh, professional fixtures to their name. Um, so there's a, you know, not having a, a second division here. These players are, aren't playing in a professional environment week in, week out. They might get a handful of appearances each year. It's good, it's good to see, good to see they're playing and they've been given a chance. But, you know, at the age of 23, 24, they should have more fixtures under their belt. They should be more experienced. But we're hitting the right way. Sometimes we're looking at teams that have average age 32, 33, and they've got blokes who are 35, 36 in their squad. These guys have got a lot of players who are, look, for European terms, yes, they are old, but we're heading in the right direction where ideally you have a team where you're going to have a couple of guys in there who are 19 or 20 and then a couple of experienced players. You have to get that balance right. But, uh, look, it's definitely heading in the right direction. But looking at the the, uh, the table, looking at their results, what's the plan for Phoenix from here? So, look, it was only 1-0 until the 53rd minute. They had a young team by A-League standards and they conceded two pens. So it's not a disaster. 4-0 looks a lot worse than it, it actually does, was. It does, look, it does look bad. The two penalties were their coach killers, especially one of them's come from an experienced player in, in Tim Payne, and he knew it straight away. Um, he even said it after the game. He said it's up to the experienced players in this team, the older players, to drag the young boys through with them. And just little laps in concentration, two, two errors, um, first penalty, 
Tim Payne and the second penalty, I think it was McGarry, McGarry. tripped yep. up, uh, I think it was Bernardo, who for Adelaide, he's son of Cassio. Um, he's a great little player, very technical, very good on the ball. I think he, he literally just squared McGarry up, went past him, got the foul, and uh, Goodwin put away the penalty. So for Adelaide, do they now start climbing the table? So that's their first win of the season. They have their man, main man back on the pitch, Craig Goodwin, who a lot of good things come out of him. Okay, we know they've got Halloran. We know they've now got Blackwood back. They've got one day. They've got some good players around them. They've got Lopez at the back. Uh, but they did miss uh, Goodwin for the opening games of the season. I know he made a few cameos here and there, but having a player of his quality, having 10 minutes or 15 minutes here and there is not the same as having him on the pitch for 70, 80, 90 minutes. So it's a big difference having him on now. Is this them starting to climb or was that just a sugar-coated win against a team who really doesn't know how to win at the moment? A little bit of both. I, look, to be honest, I think Adelaide have a great squad. I've, I've got them in my – I'll have them in my top six. Um, so, you know, I, I think with, with the squad that they've got, the players they've got, if they're all fully fit and available, um, you know, they, they should start to, to build on that and they, they need to start winning football matches. You know, one win in six I think they've got at the moment um, probably isn't good enough by their standards. Look, that's, uh, that's the only game that was on this week, so that's the end of our Revolution Roundup. We hope to, fingers crossed, that there is more games this, uh, this coming week and we'll have a lot more to talk about uh, on the show <laughs> going forward because one game is not a lot. But uh, up after the break, we welcome to the player escape room former Republic of Ireland uh, international who left the A-League too early but is a super nice guy, Simon Cox. Speak to you after the break. You're listening to the Football Revolution. Up now in the player escape room, we are joined by former Republic of Ireland, West Brom and Western Sydney Wanderers star striker. Please welcome Simon Cox. G'day, mate. Welcome to the show. Hey, mate. How are you? Mate, we're great. Uh, and uh, it's really nice of you to make the time. I know you're all the way over in the UK now, but uh, we really appreciate you making time to come on the show. Nah, no problem. No problem at all. We are all know the tough situation you're in whilst you were in Sydney last year. Uh, your wife, Sam, and your newborn daughter, Ella Ray, were back in the UK and unable to join you. So you returned home. How are the family doing, mate? Yeah, really good, thank you. Yeah, little one's got me running around, uh, making me really tired, but that's the, uh, that's all part and parcel of being a parent, I guess. So no, really good. Uh, Mrs is doing really well as well. So that's, uh, so it's good. Thanks for asking. It's great to hear. And like I said, mate, uh, it would have been a pretty tough decision, but at the end of the day, everyone knows, if they know Simon Cox, they know he was taking the family option and going home, but that doesn't mean the Wanderers in the A-League don't miss you greatly. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I miss the, uh, I miss the, the lifestyle and the, uh, and, and the club, actually. I, I still speak to a lot of the players and that there now, um, so I, do, I still miss the environment. Mate, the, the offer's always here for you to come back. So I know last time it was hard getting over, jumping through hoops and uh, getting the family here. But uh, as uh, LRA gets a little bit older, mate, uh, we'd love to get you back. So uh, even if it's not in a playing capacity, the door's always open. I uh, appreciate it, mate. Yeah, no, no, no doubt we'll be back over one day. That'd be fantastic. So since you've returned home, you've hung up the boots. What are you doing these days? I know you're getting into a bit of coaching and a few things. Yeah, so just trying to... Uh, try to find a job. <laughs> um, it's uh, I keep applying for roles, whether that be in the academies or whether that be first team or uh, under 23s level. So just trying to find something to keep my my mind busy. Um, I've got my own little one to one academy stuff going on, which is nice. Um, keeps me keeps me ticking over. But um, yeah, just trying to find something that um, you know I could enjoy that uh, gets me out the house a little bit. <laughs> 
mate, when you've got a CV like yours, I, I don't think it'll be too long before uh, a few jobs come knocking. But, uh, mate, at the moment, while you're enjoying time with the family, I think uh, that's a good enough gig for you. Yeah, absolutely, mate, yeah. Can you, uh, can you pick a highlight, mate? So, over your fantastic career, you've bagged over 120 senior goals. Can you pick a highlight and also tell us your favourite goal? Uh, favourite goal be uh, for Nottingham Forest against Birmingham. Um, the ball over the shoulder, kept it up and, and lobbed it over the goalkeeper. I think it's it's whenever somebody sort of speaks about me or has ever YouTube searched my name for, for reference or anything else like that, that's the first thing that sort of comes up, um, which is... Listen, it's not a bad goal to to be associated with, so I'm happy with that. Um, highlight, highlights tough. I think probably the Euros 2012. Um, I've got so many to be fair. Like I loved, I loved my career. 2012 Euros Premier League debut, Premier League first goal, a one and only goal. Um, you know, if I was able to get five hat tricks in my career, so I've got a few. So it's uh, it's tough, but I'd say the Euros is probably the best one. Yeah, brilliant. So um, I'm guessing the Birmingham goal is also uh, when when people go in to look at uh, going to your coaching academy, is that the intro screen when they go into that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Can you teach me how to do that? Yeah, that's the first question. <laughs> and I, I, I would, I'd be sending my son there if you're a little bit closer. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Send him over if you want. <laughs> Mate, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's only 10, but he's only just signed with Sydney Olympics. So he's doing okay here, but... Uh, He's a striker, so he could do, uh, yeah, he could do great things under you. But uh, until you move hit back back down under, he's going to have to stay where he is. <laughs> yeah, no problem, mate. I'm sure it'll be fine. You've played for some quality clubs. Do you support a team, or am I asking you to pick your favourite child? Is this a tough question of asking? <laughs> uh, no, I do. I support Liverpool. You support. You've played for Forest. You've, you've played for for West Brom. You've played for all these clubs, and now you're telling me you're a Liverpool supporter. Yeah, I was born in Reading as well. I get, get, try and get you around that one. Um, yeah, no, I um, I support. It was it was quite interesting. I, I started supporting Liverpool because my brother was a Manchester United fan. So uh, when obviously Liverpool and Manchester United were were big, or still are big rivals, but more so back in the day, um, it was sort of like your brother being one side of the coin and you being the other. So it was. Uh, so yeah, that's how I became a Liverpool fan and. Uh, and yeah, more so today, it's a little bit more fruitful for me than it is for him. What were your thoughts then on uh, on Ollie being shown the door? I know you're Probably a big... Manchester United at the minute is just not a, not a good place to be. Um, obviously, with Ralph Rangit going, going in, still got to do so much work with the, the current squad that he's got there. Whereas Ollie, I think, just... It, just wasn't uh, probably what he expected and and it just sort of went downhill pretty quickly um, for him. So it's a shame because obviously as a player, he was a great player for the club and there was that um, being able to sort of say that he managed the club and, and tried to do something good with it. It was, it was good for him, but it just didn't work out that way. So, you know, it was just a bit unlucky. Better your brother than you though, so... Yeah, well, Klopp's here. <laughs> well, here and he's comfortable and you guys are flying at the moment. If it's a little bit of pain for the enemy, then too bad. Yeah, absolutely. Stick the knife in when you can. <laughs> Mate, your thoughts on the start to the A-League. So, like I said, uh, we all wish you were here still playing for the Wanderers, but uh, we're, we're four four games in. Uh, I know it wouldn't be easy with the young child, but uh, have you had a chance to watch some of the games? 
Yeah, I've seen I've seen a few, like I said earlier, like little one has me sort of running around. So more of my time is is watch CBBS and that sort of stuff. So unless she goes down <laughs> for a nap, I can get a little bit of the A League towards the end of the games. Um, but I watched. Um, I've seen a few of the Wanderers sort of second halves um, because of that reason. Um, and you know what? I think they're doing okay. I think it was just a big disappointment going out in the FFA Cup. Um, and you know, one win, two is it one win, two draws, and one defeat. Um, yeah, five five points and only four goals, which from a yeah, point of view that, is not great. But that's that's what I'll be honest with you, that I had that concern when I was there, you know, not enough chances created, not enough goal scoring opportunities to get your big main strikers, you know, 15, 15 goals a season, 10 to 15 goals a season. So it was always a concern of mine, possession-based football. Yes, it's great, but it doesn't, it doesn't win you games. Ultimately, you've got to stick the ball in the net. That's the, that's the main game, the main aim of, of football. You know, certainly. So look, hopefully things turn around and, uh, you know, they start to climb up the table. But at the moment, like I said, I think uh, they're finding goals very hard to, to come by. And uh, like I said, at, at home, they, they seem to have struggled on the weekend. So, like I said, they could definitely do with Simon Cox. But in the meantime, they're just going to have to do with what they've got. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> mate, and, and last question before we get to uh, two of the games we like to play with our guests. Have you been watching your good mate and former teammate, Juki, carving it up in uh, Japan and also for the Socceroos? I always I always see when he scored because it's either him or his wife decide to post it and they're both on my timeline so I'm literally inundated with loads of rubbish that he, they put up. You absolutely um, love it. You absolutely love it. <laughs> but he's back here at the minute and uh, I'm going to try and try and catch up with him. If I can't catch up with him now, I'll catch up with him in the summer. Um, but we talked. We talked. I was actually talking to him last night, which was uh, funny enough. But he. Uh, yeah, no, I will. Uh, I, I do see, and and when he was with the Socceroos, I was obviously congratulating him. Listen, he's he's doing really well, which is a credit to him, and and he's obviously enjoying his football and and being back over in Japan as well, which is great for him. Well, you guys, for for the listeners, you guys will always have that bond, considering you're in a very similar situation. Where at Wanderers, his wife and uh, both his kids were over in the UK, and so was your newborn. So uh, you guys both had uh, at least each other for company until you got home. So I think you guys will always be close and. Uh, now that you've called time on international career, we're going to have to live vicariously through Juki, I think, and uh, also <laughs> through, through his social accounts. Yeah, oh gosh, know if you live through his social accounts, you'd be bored. <laughs> but he's, uh, no, he's, he's great. And uh, like I say, I'll be meeting, I, I played golf the other day and sent a picture of the golf course to him. He was like, I'm dying for a hit. I was like, I'm not playing with you anymore, Lee, you rubbish. <laughs> oh, too funny. All right, mate, you ready? We're giving you a bit of a warm up. You ready to play the first of the two games we like to play? Away you go, mate. Let's go. Okay, so the first one's lock, stock, and three smoking balls. So question number one. <laughs> Name one player you wish you'd played with or against before you hung up the boots. Uh, I'd love to have played with Zlatan. Yeah, with the Lion. Yeah, well, I think just like purely simple, simply just as a like, character, I think like I would have loved to have seen that, the aura that he carries alongside him and and... Uh, listen, if he's if he's as good as his his mouth runs, he's uh, he's obviously going to be a decent player. So uh, yeah, it would have been interesting. How's he still playing at forty? Like I said, mate, you've hung the boots up pretty young, you know, in your in your mid thirties. Oh. He he's still oh. flying along at forty and not playing in one of the retirement leagues. He's playing in nah. Serie A. It's not what it's not what it was, but it's still one of the better leagues. 
Yeah, but I watched him against that, uh, Liverpool during the week in the Champions League, and I swear he didn't move from a two-metre radius. <laughs> so, I mean, if we're all going to do that, then we can all play to a 40, surely. Well, mate, surely you should have been watching that before you hung the boots up. I know, yeah. <laughs> what a bad decision. <laughs> yeah, you can, pay, you can just get a payday and just sit in the corridor there, right? Make yeah. run, run, run half a kilometre for the game and get paid big coin. Yeah, just find yourself in the box sometime and hopefully the ball lands to you. Well, look, at least you weren't complaining that he did against Liverpool. So you got to watch him and you got to get the right result. Yeah, absolutely. All right, second question. If you could change one rule, one FIFA rule, what would it be? Oh, um, right now? Um, yeah, what, what, what has the screaming at the TV? What, what do you think just stinks and they need to change it to make the game better? Probably, like, I watched one the other day, actually, it annoyed the hell out of me. It was, I was watching Man City, um, and I can't remember who they played, but Zinchenko decided to put his arm around the ball. He was last defender. Tried, he sort of scooped the ball around. And, uh, but because like, they didn't give it as a penalty, we got away, he got away scot-free with it. And I was like, well, he's last man. Is create a foul, but because they were looking checking for a penalty on VAR, they didn't check for handball, red card, last event. So I was just in my head thinking, have I like literally like forgotten all the rules? If that's not a rule anymore, like that you're allowed to handle the ball and just uh, say, oh, don't worry about it. Like I'll, I'll scoop it round. So maybe the uh, like VAR, but just maybe the small details of what VAR look at. Um, that would probably be something. I, I I actually like VAR. I think it it gets you the correct decision, but Maybe in that in that instance, it didn't. Yeah, beautiful. I think I'll raise that with them next time I speak to, to FIFA. And the last yeah. question for Lock, Stock and Three Smoking Balls. If you could be anyone for a day, who would it be? If I could be any... Uh, what, sports person or anyone? Any, anything, anyone on the planet. Oh, um, cool, not a politician at the minute. Um, what about a rock star, maybe... I'd, do you know what? I'd, lo I'd love to be like Ed Sheeran for the day. I think it'd be class. I think just that, that buzz of being in the stadium, everybody loves you, everybody loves your music, that sort of thing. I think just being able to sort of do whatever you like pretty much. And, and like he's probably, his phone book must be ridiculous. So it's almost as good that. as yours, Simon. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm phoning Dukey and he's phoning Justin Bieber. I think there's a little bit of difference there, don't they? Um, no, I think I think I'd like to be in for the day. I think it'd be quite cool. Were you implying they were both prima donnas? Is that what you were trying to get at then? Was that subtle hint there? <laughs> Just uh, <laughs> levels of celebrities. <laughs> yeah, look, I think, mate, at the moment, uh, if you, how far off a rock star are you though? Have you got a good voice, or is this a, a real stretch of the imagination saying you, you want to be Ed Sheeran? Uh, do, you know, no, do you know what? I fancy myself a little bit in the sh like when I was singing in the shower and that. But like, what's your song? What's your go-to song? I've got uh, my karaoke songs are huge, mate. Like, uh, <laughs> got a good repertoire of songs, mate. Don't worry. Like, don't get me wrong, you're not going to get me singing on it, but yeah, we'll, we'll get you another time. Like I said, this is this has been put in the memory bank, and uh, we'll be we that'll be the first question we ask you the next time we catch up with you. Yeah, absolutely. All right, mate. So you've, you've passed that with flying colors, so we'll move into the game that we like to call Nuno. So it's our version of the card game, you know. I know you've never played that game before, but uh. It's kind of been named on a, a kind of a two people, Nuno Reyes, who used to um, be in the league when you were here with uh, Melbourne City, as well as uh, my mate Nuno Espirito Santos, who uh, <laughs> uh, had an untimely death at Spurs. But uh, 
there's seven questions. There'll be two answers for each. You just pick the most applicable one to yourself. When you get to the end of the sixth question, which I'll help you out with, uh, you call out Nuno. You'll have one more question. I'll uh, keep time. And uh, the time to beat you're looking for is Christian Theo Harris from Western United, who had 25-17. And I just hope that you don't do what uh, Craig Noon did and just answer the questions uh, any willy-nilly just to make sure that you won, which you did in any way. So uh, <laughs> try not to take too, too much time on them, but uh, whatever yeah. you think is most applicable to you, uh, just fire away. So you ready to go? Away you go, mate. Snow or sand? Snow. Home cooking or Uber Eats? Home cooking. Early bird or night owl? Night time. Follow your head or your heart? I always head. Comedy or action movies? Uh, comedies. Messi or Ronaldo? Ronaldo. Do you have a word to say for me? Luna. <laughs> Last one. <laughs> black, white or long black? Neither. Neither. All right. Mate, 35 seconds. I think uh, we got rubbish. quality out of you. I was, was going to say, I think, uh, I think we got quality touches out of you, but I think, uh, yeah, you took too long on the ball. But, uh, mate, there were still quality answers. Let's touch on a few <laughs> of these. So, uh, comedy movie. What's your favourite? What's your favourite comedy movie of all time? No, do you know what, right? I love, like, the uh, like one-liners. When you go to, when you have, like, cinema, when you go to the cinema, you re-watch films and stuff like that, that all, like, the one-liners. I think even, like, to, like right now with Christmas time, with the, like, Home Alone, just, like, classic one-liners in there. Um, a lot of, like, all of those sort of films. Um, just, just, like, the one-liners, the action movies and that. Like, the thing is, I watched the other day A-Team again, which was, like... Um, <laughs> Like B.A. Baracus and all that, you just like Liam Neeson and everybody. And I just uh, like there's some classic liners in that in there that you sort of like you look at. And just, I, I could easily watch that film or those films sort of films over and over again just for the one liners. Oh, I get it, because uh, once you watch an action or a suspense and you know the ending, there's no point watching it. But with the comedies, even though you know the lines are coming, you can still enjoy it a second or third time. So man, yeah. that's perfectly fine. Ronaldo, why? Um, purely and simply done it in three leagues, three or four leagues. You know what I mean? Like gone, came to England as, um, you know, from sport in Lisbon and, um, won everything that you can never win with Manchester United, then left, went to, uh, went to Real Madrid, won everything you could ever win with, with Real Madrid. Um, and then, you know, goes and, it just goes full circle. Come, it does everything that he could ever do. Like, and he does it uh, everywhere he goes. Juventus, he's like he scored ridiculous amount of goals, won the league, and everything with Juventus. He just just does it everywhere he goes, and I think you're sort of finding that even at 36 or whatever he is now, he's still able to do it uh, in the Premier League. Um, and Messi's finding it tough. To, to do it at, uh, at PSG, um, even with the, the quality that they've got. So uh, that's purely and simply a, my, my thinking. It's that he does it everywhere he's been. So uh, that's, like, don't get me wrong, I'm a Messi fan as well. But like, I think just for the two of them, I think it's, uh, it's Ronaldo for me. What I love the most is you're such an honest guy because of the fact that you know, <laughs> yeah. he, he, he plays for United, you're bitter rivals, and you've still picked that, the guy wearing the red <laughs> over the guy wearing PSG jersey. So uh, we know you're an honest judge and, uh, and a good football judge as well, Simon. But uh, 
Last one, mate, uh, I wanted to touch on was flat white or long black. Now, I know you're probably going to say tea or something like that, uh, which is going to make us laugh, but you're in Australia long enough that you would have been forced into drinking some sort of coffee, weren't you? No, no. I, I created Tea Club at Wanderers. <laughs> okay. Tell us about the Tea Club. Yeah, no. So me, me, Dylan, Jordan, Adoti, um Dorans. He, yeah, he came like this yeah. was created like my yeah. when I first came. Um, yeah. Jess, the the girl in the office, was uh, we were thinking about putting we're doing like a podcast of like what we would do. Just sit there. We would have like we'd go into the like sort of um, the coaches' offices where all the tea and that uh, was, and we we bought our own mugs and we'd sit there. We just deliberated what's gone on like throughout the week or that day or like that night or whatever um so i created tea club and then all of a sudden they moved us from the coaches area back into the players area because i think we were just taking up a bit of space really um but then yeah like Dorans came in ziggy obviously came in as well so then juki came in we got we got juki drinking tea um he's a coffee man but we got him drinking tea so we yeah we created so it was about in the mornings you would easily find us there was uh, you've have you been to the wonders training ground yeah, I have. Yep. Yeah. So in the in the meeting room, um, off the gym, there's what three or four like long tables. You'd always see us in the morning sat, just chatting absolute rubbish to each other of like what happened the night before, and we'd all have a cup of tea or I a drink. Um, so yeah, I created Tea Club. Mate, I think you must have told someone, or one of the the Tea Club must have told someone, because this is starting to sound very much like Ted Lasso. I think I think someone's <laughs> I think someone's stolen your idea. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I'm surely owed some royalties from this, surely. But I think you are. Surely, I want to see. I know they're telling me that uh, you know one was based on Roy Keane and the other one was Jack, based on Jack Grealish. But in season three, if there's a character like Simon Cox, you and I go yeah. after them. Yeah, absolutely. Get the <laughs> get the lawyers on it. Especially if they start Tea Club or anything similar to that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if they call it Mint Tea Club or something like that, like, well, yeah, it'd be interesting. Well, the Yankee word, some Yankee word for Tea Club. <laughs> and that way they'll just be able to get around uh, what you had at the Wanderers. Yeah, exactly. So, no, it was it was good. Like, I enjoyed I enjoyed creating that. But I don't think, like, I don't think the coaches enjoyed it just because we would be there up until <laughs> the time where we wouldn't do prehab or anything else. Like that. We'd end up just sitting there until the time we had to go out for training. No, it sounds totally fine to me. But, uh, mate... We've taken up enough of your time. I thank you very much for um, coming on the show. We wish you all the best with uh, your young daughter. We also wish you all the best to, uh, with your coaching career. I don't think it'll be very long before someone's knocking on your door. And I also uh, hope that you uh, find somewhere to be able to launch your tea, tea club or tea party or whatever you want to do in the UK, because that might be a, a very a profitable side business while you're waiting for the coaching jobs to come your way. But uh, once again, thank you very much for coming on the Football Revolution. The A-League and the Wanderers miss you, but uh, hopefully it won't be too long before you're uh, back on these shores. Perfect, mate. Lovely. Thanks for having me. You're listening to the Football Revolution. Welcome back to the show. Absolutely sensational talking with Simon Cox. Coxie, uh, we wish he was still in the A-League, but uh, at least we got the chance to chat to him and uh, we really appreciate his time. Up now, we welcome uh, a new segment uh, into the lineup. We call this VIG Stats Man. So for the listeners, a few seasons back, we had VIG on hosting our Arnie's Army. Uh, he knew Aussies playing in the league we hadn't even heard of. He predicted players uh, to get calls up that only their parents knew. They didn't. No one else even knew who these players were. And then fast forward, 
he was a star on the ball where we talk about uh, the new players in the A-League and basically pasted and <laughs> kicked, kicked butt uh, of Jules and I on regular basis. And uh, last season with our guests playing football mastermind, he was also absolute superstar. So now he gets a chance to show us, us mortals, uh, why you are the Google football master. Um, and VIG Statsman will be talking about some of these stats that uh, some players know about, some coaches know about, or they would know about. Their Statsman definitely know about, but most uh, football pundits or listeners just don't have a clue. So we're going to just launch these uh, at you. <laughs> Thanks. Let, let's go for it. Let's go. For, <laughs> let's go for it. Okay. So uh, yeah, before we. Big stats man. Hey, how's that for an intro? <laughs> I've it's, never had an intro like that before, mate. Uh, I don't think they gave you an intro at the restaurant the other day like that. No, <laughs> well, they did roll the red carpet out a little bit. All right. So uh, other than just your usual top goal scorers, golden boot, which everyone keeps an eye on. Chuck us some of these interesting uh, stats, VIG stats, man. Yeah, look, we're going to dive a little bit deeper. Um, we're going to start with one, being a defender, um, we're going to start with one from a, a defensive point of view. So we're going to go with uh, most clean sheets so far this season. Um, and who was that? So at the moment, it's uh, Jamie Young. So he's had four clean sheets in six games, which is quite impressive for for uh, Western United. New club down there as well, so he's doing quite well. And a lot of crocodile tears for the Raw. Yes, yes, <laughs> lots. L- losing uh, the human force field. Yep, definitely. And the other one, or the second on that list is uh, Philip Curto, who's had three and five games for MacArthur. So we're talking about, we've spoken about these two keepers a lot in previous shows and um, the well, difference they've made to, to both those teams. Well, last week when we were doing our uh, Christmas crackers, we were trying to decide who was the best keeper and I think we both went for Curto, but uh, it was very close between the two of them. It was very close, it was. So in, in saying that, though, they've, they've had the most clean sheets. We're going to move on to the next one, which is the most saves. And this, this might be surprising. It might, it might not. Um, so most saves so far this season has been uh, Ivan Kelleva of Melbourne Victory. And he's had 26 saves. So what a surprise, though. Popper, who usually knows what he needs, what pieces he needs, whether you think it's the right person he gets in or whether it's a big enough name, he knows what pieces of the puzzle he needs to put together the Popovich uh, Premiership winning or Championship winning puzzle. diet. Well, he does. He just knows exactly what he needs. So he's bringing a keeper. And, you know, last year Matt Acton did a fair job. And and obviously when they lost uh, Thomas as well, uh, was it last year or the year before they lost Thomas? Uh, It was a big loss. But uh, Acton did a fair job last year. But this year, how many saves has he made? He's made 26 saves. Okay, so, so if he if he is not on his game like he has been, and it's quite funny because we've talked about Kurto and we've talked about Jamie Young, but a guy who's made 27 saves has earned his money tenfold. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, you, you talk about clean sh- – as a goalkeeper, all you want at the end of the game is a clean sheet because if you get a clean sheet as a goalkeeper, it means you haven't lost. Um, at, at worst, at worst, you've drawn, and most times you've won those football matches. Yeah, but looking at a team like that, who's I think top of the table now, and and they do play an attacking brand of football, it's because they do push forward to get goals that they do leave themselves a little bit open. So it's not like they park the bus like Glory, who had ten blokes behind the ball and they still cop three. And <laughs> I, I'm very critical of that. They are very attacking. They've got you know some real attacking players in their team and Brimmer and Rojas and all these guys now who are pushing forward and regularly trying to you know create opportunities. So you're going to leave yourself open at the back, which does put a lot of pressure on your defenders, but also it means that your keeper needs to step up and make sure that he's on game, even if he's not 
been part of the game and, and he's been a passenger because your team's dominating possession or that you're he's most of the place in all the time. Yeah, but 27 saves. Okay, yeah. take out take out a few of those and victory aren't sitting top of the table. Draws become yeah. losses and, and wins become draws. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, so 27, fantastic stat. Okay, Great. what's the next one? Uh, is this, this might come as a surprise, might not. Uh, this most minutes without scoring. So I, I think you could you could probably pick the team for this one. Yeah, look, I, I said that uh, they desperately need to find someone uh, up in Brisbane to fill in the shoes. And look, Wenzel Hall's last year, he's not scoring 20 goals a season, but he still is someone that was creating all sorts of problems. I think they had a couple of good attacking midfielders last year too that were chiming in. And this year, I just don't know where the goal's going to come from. So I'd be guessing the raw. It is. It is Brisbane raw. It's 313 minutes and counting. They've only played four games. Um, so that means they've only they only scored one goal, which was in round one in the seventy first minute. And that was Ivanovic, their new signing from it was. Uh, Sydney. It was. So they've gone they've gone three three and a bit games, three and a quarter games, and still counting. without scoring, and still counting. Oh, so the clock's still ticking. Um, you know, can, 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 I'll put this to you: Can you enjoy your Christmas and New Year when you're sitting there knowing that you have not scored a goal in over three hundred minutes? And Moon saying there's no panic. I'm panicking. That's yeah. me. Look, I don't know. I'm not as good a coach as he is. Well, look, but if I'm looking at those stats, I'm concerned. You're, pa- you're panicking. And the worst thing is they haven't been able to play. So you can't do anything about it. So it's just dragging on and on and on. So it's it's frustrating. Obviously frustrating for Brisbane. But, you know, with, with their, their the attackers that they have, I, I don't really see it improving too much. How long, how long can they go? 400, 500 minutes? Possibly, yeah. Another two games. It's scary, isn't it? That's scary. Once it gets to that stage, you know, people start catching on to it and it, it, it becomes added pressure every all time the you step stats, onto the pitch. All the other stats you've given us, VIG stats, man, previously are all nice to have things that you can sit there and go, wow, we're doing well. But that one there is something that you don't want. You want to lose that tag yeah, very it's, quickly. It's a burden. And look, to be honest, just off a quick snapshot, I'm guessing the only other sort of team that might have had a run, look even close to that was, I think the Phoenix might have gone two games back to back without... Uh, without scoring and so whenever their last goal was in the game before that it could have been at least 180 minutes or it could have been 200 minutes and I think Sydney opening two rounds didn't score either so theirs could be 180, 200 minutes but you're still a long way away from 313 or whatever minutes you're saying and counting so uh, look, hopefully for their sake and for their supporters, they find a way of scoring. Look, at the moment, I think they'd even take a um, Goodwin-Blackwood deflection at the moment. They'd take anything, they'd wouldn't take they? They'd take anything. <laughs> off the knee, off the hip, just, whatever. Just throw them a bone. Just throw them a bone. Get the ball in the back of the net. Look, let's hope 2022, uh, as soon as they play their next game in the new year, that uh, goals. It, yeah, it ends that drought for them, unfortunately. Let's, uh, hope, so. let's yeah. hope so for the Brisbane Roar anyway. All right, what else you got for All us? All right, moving on. Let's go to uh, most minutes without conceding. Um, this one... Uh, it, it, you know, the, we spoke about this team. We spoke about uh, Jamie Young uh, in goals. So it's Western United. It's 418 minutes. Um, they've only conceded goals against Melbourne Victory. So bookended by opening round and round six. So it was, it was uh, 20th minute in game one, in round one, and then round six in the 17th minute. So, it's, so 20th minute in round one, which is a 1-0 loss, and 17th minute of round six, which is a 3-1 loss to the same team, to victory. Yep. And then in between there, you've got four 1-0 wins, so four clean sheets. Yep. And then, uh, you know, obviously you just take it to, back to the first goal that they scored uh, or conceded in round one, and then the first goal they conceded in round six. So yep. how long was that? So it was 418 minutes. Nice record. It's a great record. If you're John Aloisi and... 
I suppose, uh, Jamie coach. Young and the defence is sitting there smiling, saying yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, definitely. You're thinking new coach, um, new goalkeeper, a few new defenders. Uh, Leo Lacroix, we've spoken about him quite a fair bit. Um, you know, their back four has been, has been really solid. And then you throw in, okay, the opening rounds, they didn't play top or Stanley, but then when they got an injury, I think uh, he's jumped in. So you've pr- pretty much got a back five. To yeah, choose from, at definitely, least definitely. maybe even a back six. Maybe they still got, got Garuccio. Maybe I think Garuccio's yep. been injured, but yep. you know when when you've got a solid uh, solid depth in the squad, you can you can you know if a, some players out if a player's out injured, you can bring another one in. They can rearrange. Like Tomoki Imai can play right back. He can play centre back. Topper Stanley can play centre back, left back. Garuccio left back. You got Risden on the other side, who's who's been you know terrific this season. I think so far. So. They're, they're looking pretty, so, pretty so Josh Risden's form at the moment I know you're, you're you're the master at this and be able to put a tag on someone and usually it comes good is he going good enough to get himself back into the Australian squad potentially potentially I think obviously there's we've got Ryan Grant Fran Karasic who are the, the two that were in the previous squad um, and then you've got probably Risden and I would say Nathaniel Atkinson isn't too far away. He's just signed with with Hearts in Scotland. He's going to join depending, his mate Cam Devlin over there. Yeah, depending on his situation over there and if he goes, you know, straight into the team and if he plays a couple games, you never know. He he, he might get a, he might end up getting a call up, but Risden's he's put his best foot forward in in his performances so far. Look, for me, I think uh just touching on Atkinson, I think it, congratulations to him. I think it's uh, a great opportunity for him. I would have liked to see him stay the year, win some more silverware with City before he makes a move. I think he might have got offered somewhere else, which might have suited his style a little bit more. But, look, you can't look at a gift horse in the mouth. At that age, you get an opportunity to go and play in a professional league so and you grab it with both hands. But I also think it's a, a massive uh, you know, feather in the cap for what they have over in City there, that they've got players at this age now who are being looked at by the, you know, the leagues around the world and snapping them up and, and paying a decent dollar from what I gather. So, um, yeah, congratulations to him and City. Yeah, well done. All right, All right let's, let's move on then. Uh, next one up, we've got most assists so far. Um, and this so, this, so this is not this is not the uh, you know the limelight's on me the put the big spotlight on me. This is the guy that uh, sets everything up, gets a nice pat on the back probably from the coach and his teammates. But you don't get any naming lights, you don't yeah, get anything on this the, is like the, the websites, or they don't interview you after the game and say, "Hey, you set up three goals today." They go and speak to the bloke who Jamie Young who kept a clean sheet or the guy that scored the double. Yeah. This is like the wing, you, your wingman at the bar, right? So you're sitting at the bar. Which one are you? Are you the wingman or are you the, the, the guy who's sitting at the bar? Oh, these days I'm the wingman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> In my past life, maybe maybe the other, maybe the other, way, maybe mate, the other guy. Mate, I was going to say, if you want to get to your second, second anniversary, thank <laughs> God you said that answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe right, you so lost focus now. I've lost focus. Did, I've what, lost you think it, you went I've back to being, being the, uh, the main man again? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought I was the main man. Well, you are. You're the, the VIG the stats man, so you are the main man, All right, so, especially so look, for this segment. Look, mo- most assists so far is uh, Marco Rojas, Melbourne Victory. He's got four assists. And this is quite interesting as well. Jake Brimmer's sitting second on three assists. So it goes to show Popper's playing that attacking style of football, creating lots of opportunities and... You know. Well, hence why his keeper's making the most saves, because as I said... All, all they, these players are on the other side of the pitch. 100%. They're, on the, they're, they're on, over the other side of the halfway line trying to put the ball in the back of the net. But, uh, yeah, look, I think Rojas, um, as we said already, is 
he's unlocked the old Rojas. The Rojas they got back last year was a was an imposter. I think he was the Parkley Markets or the Bali. I think it was his brother. I think it was the, it was the Bali version, right? It looks like it's the real thing, and you take it home, and the earphones work for half an hour, and then they're broken. And Brimmer, you know, he's always any kid that's played at Liverpool, right, has a lot of uh, potential. When he came back to the Glory, it didn't look like it was the right fit for him. Nothing against the Glory, it wasn't the right fit. Last year, he came to a situation at the Victory where it was pretty much difficult for everyone to try and do anything at the victory. They were just on the downward slide. But uh, under Popper, both are flying this year, so it's not surprising to see both of them uh, right up the top of the uh, assist leaderboard. Yeah, definitely. Brimmer's got he's got great technical ability, So and he takes free kicks. So, you know, he, he's, he's putting balls into the box, into dangerous areas. Um, and he's been, he's been terrific so far this season. He's one of the standouts for victory, I'd say. Very impressive. What else you got for us to show off? All right, next up we'll go with uh, most shots. Um, so this is from anywhere, um, and there's two players that are, that are tied at the top. So just tell me though, without without me knowing, like I said, this is all you, the stats man. But uh, is this anyone who's up near the leaderboard for the number of goals scored, or is this someone that's just taken pot shots from left, right, and center? It's it's not actually. It's it's maybe maybe a bit of both pot, pot shots from left, right, center. You would expect these two to be to be up there yep. at the end of the season with with most goals scored. Um, they are Marcos Ureña from Central Coast and Jamie McLaren. How many shots they both had? Uh, I'll have to find out. We'll come back. We'll come back in uh, next segment. Okay, so they're both. They're both. Uh, I think Irena has scored one. Has he scored one this year? I think so. McLaren's got two. I think. Um, so they've both had twenty-four shots, which is what you want from your strikers. You don't. You don't want your striker. Oh, they both the ball. had twenty-four shots. They both had twenty-four. That's shots. what I was asking. So, Sorry, I thought you meant how many on target. Oh, I'll, no. I'll come. We'll, we'll come back. We'll, yeah, we'll come co- back. We'll come back with how many on target, mate. I, I knew you just wanted to play a bit low key and not show everyone how good you are. So oh yeah, I just want to. We just want to ease into it a, a little sec. bit. I've got twenty four. Oh, if you want me to give you shots on goal, oh, how many of them went um, left foot, right foot? I'll yeah, do left foot, it, right it, foot. Now find headers. out how many how many of them hit the sauce bottle when he played at home at uh, Central Coast Stadium. Find out how many J Mac uh, yeah, kicked into the left grandstand. We've got all those stats. We'll just we'll, let's, let's just ease into it. <laughs> That's so just in your mind. Had, they've had twenty four shots. I think Urenia's got one or two goals and McLaren's got two, I'm pretty sure. Okay. So so quite interesting. Uh, let, let's move on then. Let, let's go to uh, best passing percentage. Um, these two might, the, the two players that are up there might come as a, a bit of a surprise. I, I narrowed it down by, um, I made sure that you, they had to play more than uh, three games. Okay. Three, three games or more. That's good. Um, so at, at the top of the best passing percentage is uh, Jonathan Asperopodomides from Perth. Okay. And his percentage at the moment is 91.63, which is, which Super is impressive. quite high. Very impressive. It is. And sitting so if Garcia is listening, I don't know if, if they keep an eye on these things, but uh, I'd be going back in the coach saying maybe I deserve something extra. I don't yeah. know, a night off, Look, um, the, 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 meat, the meat tray or something. We'll, we'll, we'll delve deeper into this because both both these players are centre-backs. So it, it's all good to have a high percentage rate, but if you're passing sideways, then you know you and I might as well go out there and we can pass the other centre-back into the left-back into the right-back in a, in a U. Isn't, and, isn't that a foosball table? Ball. <laughs> Whatever it <laughs> that's is. That's a foosball table. You just Whatever spin, it is. You just spin, you just spin the, uh, the lever and let the player just spin yeah, around and it. the ball goes anywhere. That's it. That's it. So the, the other player is uh, Ben Warland from Sydney FC. Um, his percentage is 91.05 at the moment, which is quite high. Both 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 very impressive. Um, but we'll, we'll delve deeper into that uh, next time we go to our VIG stats, man. No, very impressive stats. And look, just to, to backtrack a little bit, Marco Yarena's on two goals, Jamie McLaren's on two goals, and there's a, I think there's a bunch of them there. There's uh, Alfie, there's uh, LA Rose, uh, Hare, Fornaroli, uh, Tom Ahmed, 
uh, Wenzel Hall's all sitting on two, and then you've got a few others above them. But, uh, yeah, look, I think for them, that's a lot of shots for only two goals. That is a lot of shots. You've got a guy who won the Golden Boot last year and another guy who's played at the World Cup. So at the moment, yep. I think maybe more is not less. Is that is that where we say it? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, look, I would expect more from from Jamie McLaren. You know, 24 shots two to two goals, it's, it's not great. Yeah, it's not. But look, at this stage, City's still going fine. I think Mariners are still going okay. So... Um, yeah, look, not all is lost and they've got plenty of time to uh, improve those stats throughout the season. At well, the end of the day, I think you're only going to be judged on how many times you've actually put the ball in the onion bag. For us, it's a little bit of fun to work out extra sorts of stats to, to delve into the game a little bit deeper and we're lucky we have you to do that. But uh, yeah, like I said, at the end of the day, they'll only be uh, the golden boot uh, looking up on that board saying how many times did they actually trouble the, <laughs> trouble the referee to stop play and go back to halfway for a kickoff. Definitely. All right, so that's, that's the end of our uh, VIG stats, man. Yeah, no, I've got one more. I've got, oh, one. got one more? I'll, I'll throw one more at you. Okay. So, so this is... I, I, I'm spoiled. I'm spoiled here. This must be because uh, you're being so generous in the new year. I am, I am. This is, you know, it's it's a time of giving. So uh, the <laughs> okay. more gifts, the better. All right. So so this is interesting stat that I, that I digged up. This is a time of when goals are conceded for each for each team. Okay. Um, so this, this was... I'm guessing Jets because Jets switch off certain parts of the game. I don't know if what it is, but there's certain parts of the game where the Jets decide, you know what, maybe I'm not getting paid enough, so I'm going to switch off for 10 or 15 minutes and are, then I'll turn back on. There's a couple of teams that are, that are quite like that. So Brisbane Raw have conceded three goals uh, between minutes 31 and 45. So for me, it's that's switching off early before halftime, thinking job done, we've, we've played 30 minutes, great. You know, we're, we're doing brilliant, and then bang, they've conceded three goals before halftime. And or, they're, they're coach killers, those, those yeah, but ones. Or maybe you're thinking too far ahead of either the halftime interview or what Moon's going to say to you when he gets you in the change room. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> that's maybe what's going to happen, it yeah. It could be anything. It could be anything, but I, I find that that's quite alarming for Brisbane Raw, and that, that goes to show it's maybe why they've, you know, lost lost games. And those goals before half time, you know, if you go into the sheds near law, you come out in the second half, you've got a bit of a bounce in your step. Um, but those goals before half time, they just they deflate you. And they, they're coach killers. The coach has to, he's got to change his team talk, he's got to change his plans. Um, they're killers. Based on your stats, the uh, Roar have got a big, <laughs> a big job on their hands uh, either end of the park uh, for the rest of the season in 2022. Definitely, definitely. Um, We'll move on. So after halftime, like you said, Newcastle have, have there's patches where they just switch off. So their their killer is between forty six and 60, 60 minutes. Um, they've conceded four goals in that time. So I don't know what Pappas is saying to them at halftime, but it's it's obviously not revving them up. Maybe he's put them to sleep. They've come out, um, you know, half asleep, and and that's when they're conceding majority of their goals. Look, what we're hoping for you, Arthur, and you're, you're welcome, is uh, that you re- you listen to the show, you find out these stats, and that this week uh, you fix that problem. Just like when we uh, we talked to Jason Guerrier from the victory last week and told him he'd never scored a goal in the A League, and then surprise, surprise, he opens his account. And not only does he open his account, but he opens his account against a team that hadn't conceded for <laughs> four hundred and something minutes. So uh, hopefully for the Jets, we uh, we have the same effect, but. Uh, Mate, all I can really say to you, being the VIG stats man, is what a performance. Fantastic. Really enjoyable. Thank you. All right. So we uh, we finish off now with our clinical finish. So this week, uh, our weekly Tom Ahmed Award. Uh, I think we've explained in the past why we hand this out. So I think there's only one, considering there was two penalties and one deflection, uh, all involving Goodwin. I think one. there's only one contender, and that would be Jav, uh, Javi, Javi Lopez. Lopez's 
you want to say it? Javi Lopez. His volley with the outside of the foot. So quality and his first Great. for Adelaide United. First for Adelaide United. And I think I heard somebody his first goal in eight years. I think his last goal came in La Liga. Does he for, play for, for the Raw? For Espanyol. <laughs> <Does> he, <laughs> Has he been he play? playing for the Raw for eight years? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but so, all right. So, he's um, he started the year in fine form just great, like Adelaide. Great, fini- great finish. Great ball from Kiddo, who was quite impressive the other night as well. And to, f- to finish like that with the outside of your foot um, and get so much power on it was great. I, th- I think the Wellington defenders were they were stood like statues on the uh, six-yard box. But he's um great run into the box and, and great finish, great technique to be able to control the ball and get so much power on it is it the same theory you know you're only as good as your last game is he only as good as his last year because 2022 he scored one goal one game don't worry he hasn't scored for eight years before just tell people how you're going this year i've I've scored one goal in 2022 well that's what he'll be saying (laughs) he won't won't be be telling anyone when he scored his his last goal before that and let me tell you celebration showed you that he hadn't scored for eight years yeah he was crying (laughs) running to his mates saying i can't believe i've scored i wish i got to betfair and had had a thousand on myself at 400 to one i think i think you got a few kisses on the head as well <laughs> he did indeed so this week's key games i think victory and adelaide play twice in a week which will be testing considering you're playing and it gives you a chance wednesday and i think it's a sunday gives you a chance to rectify what went wrong or what went right to con- to, to ensure you get a result in both games so that will be interesting western united trying to bounce back against a resurgent sydney who have won two on the trot um, last up, obviously, with the break, both teams have had a break but uh, due to COVID, but Western United lost to or touched up by the victory, so they'll be interesting to see if they can uh, put the uh, Sky Blues to the sword and City host the Bulls, which is a, a bit of a star-studded matchup. And, um, yeah, I think that will be uh, another classic game. Yeah, I think they're the pick of the bunch. Uh, Melbourne City, MacArthur is, is a real standout for me. Um, ho- fingers crossed that everything's fine. It all goes ahead. Uh, that's to be played down in Melbourne, so... And let's hope there's no uh, festive season hangover considering the guys have had a little bit of time off and maybe they did get a few sneakies in like I was uh, implying earlier on in the show. Yeah, I don't know. We're all doing PCR tests, but um, maybe uh, Kiss Norbo's got the uh, RBT test <laughs> out the front of uh, Melbourne City's training ground as the players rock up. Look, I think um, we we put to, to the sword today uh, fantasy update. So I think it's been postponed. I only had one player play. And so being 60 points clear, do you just hand me the title? Yeah, I think I had half the half a player playing as well. So Look, simple facts. Look, COVID and fantasy do just we, don't get along. Do we just what do you par- think? Will you just park it for now? Look, I... Oh, I'm reluctant to just concede and give you the title. That's let, let, let's we'll, we'll chat look, about this. When we'll considering see, we'll see what we when do. we look at the lineup, right? We have Big Statsman. We have in the know with Royo. We have GK Chef with Jared Tyson, and we have um, Royalty Robbie. There's no. We're not going to waste no our time for, talking about. There's no room for fantasy, is there? Yeah, we're not going to talk about one player playing each week, and he got half a point, and this who's, guy got no points. It, who's it, hot? Who's cold? It was when when you're getting eleven or twelve or thirteen guys that are potentially playing, but at the moment, look, I think let's just park it for now. It probably will sit on the bench. It may. The, you've, you've got the interim uh, belt. At the moment, I think it, look, I think it will be transferred out. I think someone will end up taking it out on loan. I think <laughs> maybe another <laughs> show can take the fantasy, the, the TFR the fantasy segment. update. Yeah, they can take yeah, it yeah. for the for the season on loan, and we'll take it and back we'll, next we'll, year when everyone's back on the pitch and every team's playing every single week. Sounds good to me. All right, if you've um, if you've missed the show uh, or you've missed any of our previous shows, where can they catch it? Vig catch it on uh, Football Nation Radio, or they can catch it on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. So, quick update to. I'll be away next week in Hamilton Island. So rather than take off for Christmas, New Year, we thought we'd uh, keep it coming for the listeners. But uh, we'll be off the air next week just for one week. So 
Um, yeah, look, it's not going to be like the A-League where we're out for two or three weeks. We're going to miss one week. So next Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday, we, uh, we won't be on the air, but we'll be back definitely bigger and better the following week. Uh, we thank very much our special guest, uh, Simon Cox, all the way from the UK. And uh, we wish him all the best, especially in uh, trying to lock down a coaching gig for himself. And uh, we'll check back in with him later on in the year. But uh, thank you very much for joining us again. We hope you had a great festive season. We look forward to another big season ahead with you. And until then, we, as we say, rise, rise up, up and join, join the, the football, football revolution. revolution.